Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And And you're you're listening to Decom Mission. I wish I could crack my back. I wish I could. I can crack my neck. But I can never, like, control when or, like, how I can crack it. Sometimes it'll just go, I'm cracking now. Actually kind of terrifying. Oh, it's horrifying. <laughs> I used to I used to not be able to crack my neck, but now I can. But I'm not the type I can't of person do the, like, can, like grab their neck and, like, crack my it. My friend Tim can do that, and I can't do it. Ethan can crack his back by, like, doing the twisty thing. I can't even do that. Yeah, I literally I just, I did one little twisty thing in my back. went, haha, I'm going to crack on you so you seem like a liar. So that's where I am. <laughs> See if it picks it up. It won't. Uh, I love using foam rollers. To crack I can't my get my back to so crack good. with foam rollers either. I have tried so many different what types of... What is wrong with your back? Scoliosis and spondylosis. I know it's, I know it's a wrong. lot of stuff. <laughs> What's not wrong with I mean, your back? Yeah, that's the real thing. I also have this like shoulder that's semi-dislocated. I've got that weird tendon thing. The right my... one? The same no, one that we have? that popping. one has the popping issue. I feel like we brought... No, no, no. My right one has yeah. the popping issue. My left right, one is right, the one right. that I can semi-dislocate and literally, I can literally pop it out of halfway out of the socket. And I told my doctor when I was like 14 or 15 and she was just like, that's just your life now. And I was like, I'm a child? <laughs> I feel like you should be able to help me. She's like, well, you could go to PT, but it's really not going to do anything. I was like, I don't think that's true. I think maybe you should figure out what's wrong with my arm. And she was just like, no. I had a terrible doctor when I was in high school. Sounds like it. She was was one of those doctors that would flat out be like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. She refused to uh, help me when I had a UTI. She refused to help me uh, with my back issues. She refused to help me with my shoulder, my knees. Wow. Like, she just kind of refused to help me. Like, I don't know what her deal was. I don't know. It was... I told my mom I wanted to switch doctors so many times, and she was just like, we can't. And I was like, cool, we love yeah. insurance. I feel like, unfortunately, that's a big problem, especially with women who go to the doctors. Like, for some reason, doctors don't believe and she was a, that we she have was pain. a woman. It's like... That's what bothered me yeah. so much is she was this... She was a woman. And my doctor before that... I've heard that, people say that they go to male doctors because women... A lot of women doctors they go to don't believe... I'm my like, other... What? So my other two... So I... I don't have a primary physician right now. Whoops. Sorry, ma'am. Uh, I... <laughs> it's because I've been switching insurances because of jobs. My childhood doctor was a woman. Loved her. My doctor... After we, my dad switched jobs and I had a doctor in Madison, she was amazing. She was my dad's old co-workers. She was great. The yeah. doctor that I liked during the period that I had my horrible doctor was like one of her co-workers and he was great, but I couldn't switch to him full time because she wouldn't let me leave. Now my mom, the doctor, the doctor flat out like wouldn't let me leave. <laughs> As I say, your mom. No, my mom. My speak. mom knew. My mom. She. Yeah. So this doctor was apparently fine with my sister, but she refused to think I was anything but a hypochondriac. And guys, I'm not. I was diagnosed with scoliosis when I was like ten, or like I was pre-diagnosed with it, and then I think I was like officially yeah. diagnosed when I was fourteen. She like refused to help me. Like I have really off. Like my hips are messed up now because, like, yeah. you can see it if I do like the the like butterfly stretch where you get like your feet together and your your knees go up. Like my Once left knee is it's like, I look like a I look like an L. Like I look like a weird little L where it's like or like I look like my legs are trying to like rock a baby, but the baby needs to be like, you know, up in the air. <laughs> Keep the head up. Yeah. It's gonna drown. <laughs> uh, anyway, today we're talking about the Princess Production Program. 
Ah, uh, yes. The this one what came out the year after Camp Rock? It came out. It, came, it was the image. It was a sandwich meat for yeah. Camp Rock. That was a lot for so. Demi. Camp Rock. Yeah, they were program, and then Camp Rock too. They were working well, and they were also touring with the Jonas Brothers. That's right. That happened. They were right on a t- multiple tours. There was a Camp Rock one tour, and a, then I think there was one in two thousand nine, and then there was a two thousand ten one for Camp Rock two. And then they probably had Sunny with a Chance right after that too. I think Sunny with a Chance came out in two thousand nine. Ran for like two or three years. Jeez. Yeah, that's so, so it was much. all all at the same time. Yeah, and then in like two thousand and thirteen, that's when they took the the leap into like pop stardom mm. and because it was around the same time that they went like big into like they left disney to become a pop star right and it was around the same time that ariana grande did because my friend had a roommate shout out to andy he's great um he was really excited about both of them becoming pop stars oh. so like i remember and they graduated uh andy and my friend steve who uh so steve was my friend from the theater department and andy was his roommate yeah and during the hurricane in 2013 shout out to hurricane sandy uh we sat in their room and watched psych and <laughs> miyazaki movies and it was great what a great way to spend a hurricane because everyone else was gone. It was like uh, none of my friends. All my friends went home because I went to a stupid commuter school mm-hmm. and they were still there. Despite the fact that Steve was from Long Island. But anyway, um, I think he didn't want to leave Andy alone because he's a good person. Oh, that's really sweet. But I love Steve. Steve is one of the best people on the planet. So is Andy. They're great. I love them. Shout they're out if you're listening. Shout out. They probably aren't, but I want them to know that they're great. So Andy was really excited that Ariana Grande and Demi were both pop stars. And so, like, I remember that era. I don't remember. I feel like it was like Demi had already kind of made their break, but Ariana was, like, just starting. So I feel like maybe it was more like 2012. Well, it was, oh, no, it was fall of 2012. But it was, like, right after Sunny with a Chance. I feel like that's when they were like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I have no sense of the timeline for anything after, like, 2008. Like, once Camp Rock hit, I don't know timelines for, like, who stayed in Disney, who left Disney, what year it was. I just know, I just have, like, memories of what I was doing with my life. Like, I remember when Wrecking Ball came out, because it was when I was in London, which was the fall of 2013. So I know Miley was out of Disney then, because there was no way that Disney oh, would let her do the Wrecking Ball stuff. can't be affiliated with that. <laughs> uh, yeah. The best version of Wrecking Ball, actually, is a mashup of Wrecking Ball and... Mumford and Sons, uh, was it Weep? Little Little Lion Man? Uh, how do I not know about this mashup? I'll find it. It's great. Okay. It's like the only version of Wrecking Ball I really know. It's really good. I don't know what the original <laughs> Wrecking Ball sounds like, like at all, but I know what that sounds like, and it's really cool. It's like, uh, please send it's, it to it's like me. an acoustic Wrecking Ball, basically. I really Mumford like Wrecking Ball, too. It's my favorite band, so I feel like I should know this. <laughs> I've told people this before in this, who've listened to this podcast for a while, but if Sarah in another life... Sarah would have been a record producer. She would have been someone who searched for unknown bands and made them oh, famous because she knows that. all sorts of weird, obscure bands that are really good. And so she would have found them and made them big, yeah. brought them to the big time, baby. I, would have loved to. I should have thought of that before I started this career. Darn it. <laughs> but I always tell people so when I was in college, 
I think it was my senior year in high school and your freshman year in college is when we saw the Civil Wars. Yeah. The free concert yeah. at Madison. And a I'm like, free oh, concert. Kira, you're in still the... in the Madison area. Do you want to go with yeah. me the night before prom? Homecoming? So you were painting your nails at the show for some dance. That's all. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was It was for Nick's prom, yeah. It was for my, my boyfriend who was a year younger than me at the times. Uh uh, junior prom prom yeah. yeah my 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 boyfriend at the now time is two years younger than me so i'm going on falling going slipping down She's, uh, robbing the cradle <laughs> I'm, I'm robbing the deeper cradle cradle um a plus yeah. sentence. so here's the thing so they did a free concert at basically the uw madison cafeteria called yeah. the rathskeller um and i gotta be honest i was really bored <laughs> For most of it. And I feel really bad that I was painting my nails because that's kind of crap. But they had one song, and it's their song that won the Grammy, that was really good. And that song, I was like, ooh, this is a really good song. And I remember I got to college, and they had made it big. Like, they were, like, selling out places. And I was like, I'm selling it for free. free. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then they split up, like, three months later. They were like, sure. I know I was in Nebraska, and Nicole posted on my timeline a new album that they came out with, so I know that they were that was, what, 2014 that I moved out there. So they were I think they got back make, together. Yeah, they made they, another They album broke up and then point. got back together. Yeah. Because they broke up, like, right after they got the Grammy and then I think they got back together. Uh, but maybe we should give this another shot. Sarah's the reason that I knew about Mumford and Sons. And I will never forget, we had a friend who, like, okay, so Sarah got into Mumford & Sons, like, when they were still indie. And then, like, and then our friend at the time was like, oh, I don't like this. And then two years later, when they got, like, really, really famous, she was like, I love them. They're amazing. And Sarah was like, what? They have been amazing. <laughs> I also saw this, I saw this graph. Now we're just going into talking about different sexualities, because why not? Yeah, that's fine. I saw this graph. We were talking about music. We cut into about some personal stuff. We cut that out, and now we're back here. I saw this graph, <laughs> and I was mad about it. I was mad about this graph because it was like pansexuality, bisexuality, and omnisexuality. And I was mad about it because, and it was like it was like a, one of those like Venn diagrams where it's like they all overlap and then they meet in the middle, and it's like in the middle it said like attracted to multiple genders. And then, like, pansexuality and omnisexuality. Let me see if I can find this, because it's really frustrating. Yeah, I need a visual. You know I'm a visual learner. Oh, and there was also... So, yeah, there was polysexuality as well. There's multiple ones of these, and it makes me really... It makes me really grumpy. Mm. So, in the middle, it says, uh, attracted to more than one gender. On the overlap of uh, polysexuality and pansexuality, it says... I am attracted to the person, more to the person than the gender. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, overlapping omnisexuality and pansexuality is, I find all genders attractive. Overlapping polysexuality and bisexuality, oh, sorry, overlapping omnisexuality and bisexuality is, I find masculinity, femininity, androgyny attractive in different ways. Then bisexuality is, I may not be attracted to all genders. Since when? What? Since when? Since when is that what bisexuality means? Also, what gender is there to be not attracted to? Uh. Wait, can what does it say again? I may not. It says may not be attracted to all genders. So, are they trying to say 
you're attracted to female and male, but not non-binary? Is that what they're trying That's to say? That's the thing. They're trying to say that they're new, that the people, the bi people, are not attracted to trans or non-binary, and it's like that's not true yeah like that's not flat out not true at least that's not true of every single bi person that i've met yeah same with me that's a right like like all the other ones had this like nice description and then that's i don't like that yes also okay so my pronouns that i i I, so there's another reason i'm going into this so i use she her they them because sometimes I, I grew up, my mother can attest to this, I grew up wearing the boys' clothes from Farm and Fleet. My favorite shirt ever was this skateboarding shirt that I got from Farm and Fleet when I was 10 years old, and I didn't like dressing girly for a really long time. I still don't. I have, like, three dresses. I never wear them. I would much rather wear jumpsuits. Mm -hmm. I've actually given away most of my dresses because I don't want to wear them. And I have struggled with my own gender identity for a while. I mostly just say my gender identity is being comfortable in my own skin because I'm never that. But I have someone in my life who is gender fluid and is a role model in that aspect. And it's made me kind of, I don't want to say appreciate my own gender identity more because I don't really appreciate my gender identity. I think it's still in... A process and I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. But they have shown me how to embrace so many different sides of yourself and it's amazing and I love them. Mm-hmm. And I don't dislike being a woman. I don't see myself as not using she pronouns, but there are some times when I do kind of want to shed that and I want to be. I want to be that kid in the skateboarding t shirt. Like I want to be this kind of person if that makes sense like I just want to be comfortable and you don't want to be labeled you just want to be yeah yeah I I just want to be and it's like I I don't like the they them pronouns just as a grammatical issue yeah (laughs) but I don't like any other pronouns either I just kind of like I don't like my own name like I just like I don't know I like bruh my pronoun is bruh (laughs) like I just there's this is how I feel, and it might not be how everyone else uses them, but it's how I've been able to kind of connect with them, is I let people use the pronouns they want to use for me, and I like that. It's how I build connections with people, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, if someone meets me and they're like, oh, she seems like a she, like, that's, like, that's how I see her that's fine but if someone meets me and they're seeing me in one of like they're meeting me and getting to know me and I'm they're feeling more of my like or seeing more of my kind of like neutralized self they might use they and that's that's fine that's a really cool I've never heard of someone using like that viewpoint of it which is really neat part of the reason I do this is because of these people at my college who are so gatekeepy about gender neutral pronouns they were so gatekeepy about using they them like they were like you have to know that i use they them and i am non-binary and don't do this and don't do that and i was like i just want to be i just want to exist like i just want to like live in my comfortable jeans that don't hug my thighs and i just want to look like a human being that 
is a shape of a human. Like, that's yeah. me. Like, that's just what I want to do. But I don't... Obviously, if I meet someone and they're trying to force me and being like, you're she, that's you, you're she. Like, no one's going to do that to me. If they do, I'm going to go, well, that's nice for you. Like, cool. Uh, Go away. Yeah. But, like, I appreciate kind of the insights of how people perceive me. Yeah. Like, I... You know, if someone sees me as a goral, and that's how they've built a connection with me, that's fine. If someone sees me as just kind of a base-neutral person, or they've seen me a lot in kind of my more androgynous side, like, cool. I don't care. Yeah. I kind of don't care. Like, I just... Maybe, I just, yeah, like, I was going to say, maybe it's hard for them to understand it because they haven't met someone else that sees it like that because most people that i've met who are non-binary gender fluid will like say oh on days i feel more like she i'll wear my hair this way or if i feel i think part of the reason is and this sounds so elitist and i'm so sorry i studied the japanese language and in the japanese language you don't use pronouns like there just aren't pronouns really there are but you never use them yeah like they're just not they're not a thing Uh, they're just not and so it's just like that that idea of not having to use pronouns is cool however you do have to use your own name in the third person. Oh, that's weird. And you have to use other people's full names. And I don't like that. I will say, use a pronoun with me. My own name makes me really uncomfortable. And I don't know why. I think it's because I've had bad teachers who like to, like, overuse my name. Oh, probably. Anyway, back to this movie. Enough about me. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> garbage. Ah, uh, enough of... We're going to talk about uh, Princess Protective I have Program nothing to talk we about. Were... Yeah. <laughs> it's It's a movie. Um, okay, so the big blurb of this movie is it's from 2009, it's rated TVG, it's an hour 29, and the blurb is, Carter is a small town girl and couldn't be more different than Rosalinda, a South American princess from the country of Costa Luna. The girls are thrown together after Carter's father, an agent in the covert princess protection program, rescues Rosalinda from a military takeover. It's now up to the two to devise a plan to take down Costa Luna's dictator and return Rosalinda to her rule. That's not the crux of this movie at all. I'm not going to lie. You kind of lost me after Small Town Girl because my head just went to don't stop believing. <laughs> this is a live blurb. That is not what happens in this movie. What's the mini blurb? Oh, give me a second to pull it up here. It wants me to look at Princess and the Frog. Here we go. Uh, royalty and roughing it collide when a princess moves in with a tomboy. That's better. That's fine. That's exactly what happens. In this movie, Selena Gomez is this tomboy. Pfft, not. Um, she's, I don't know why I just said not like that. <laughs> she's not a tomboy. Like, the, there's the scriptures that it's like, oh, she's a tomboy. It's like, no, she's just a girl who lives Listen, with her dad the, who likes. In the country of Yeah, Louisiana. she's just kind of a country girl. Yeah. But in Louisiana. Uh, you mean rural Wisconsin, according to Google. It's so weird. I was so oh, disappointed. I was watching this. I'm like, why did the... There was a blurb that said rural Wisconsin, but this has gators in it. And then... Well, uh, the gator. Not the gator. that shovel. Apparently it's in Louisiana, and Google just decided to yeah, just make a... their blurb really wrong. 
Oopsie Can whoopsie. I read the Google blurb just as a special shout out? Sure. Um, let me let me finish my blurb though, Sarah. Cool, go for it. Basically, what happens is that yeah, so Selena's dad is an agent in this program that protects princesses by taking them and putting them somewhere else. What if we take the princess and put them somewhere else? Um, and he's called on this mission to go save her, despite the fact that how would they have the intel to know that this was going to happen? Anyway, I digress. She gets taken to this base with the princess protection program is and gets a makeover that literally does nothing. Yeah. Maybe she her hair gets different a couple inches shorter or her bangs get a little different, but yeah, she looks the same. Yeah. So then she gets put in Carter's house and then Carter and they have to learn to like each other. And then there's this really nasty girl named like Chelsea or something at their school. And she wants to be homecoming princess. Cause apparently that's a thing. And that's like the whole, that's the whole movie is trying to make uh, Rosie fit in in regular high school and Carter to embrace her princessy side and Chelsea to just be a jerk the whole time. Oh, I forgot to read the genres. Oh, right. You can't forget that this is like the most important genres we're going to talk about because it's kind of Drama. Yeah. Coming of age. Okay. Comedy. Eh, Sure. Buddy. Buddy. Gotta love Buddy. Spy slash espionage. <laughs> what? Kim Possible wasn't even spy slash espionage. Let me really double wish check. That you could search or just click on the tag and see what movies come up because I really want to know if any other DCOMs are labeled as spy and espionage. Kim Possible is listed as superhero. What? What is Up, Up, and Away listed as? Probably superhero. Yeah, it's got superheroes. Okay, as well. good. I was going to say, if that one doesn't have superheroes, God, that's the done. mom's outfit is so scary. She's so scary. I don't like her. Everyone else looks whatever, but she is so scary. Um, yeah, and so the end of this movie, like the climax, is that it's homecoming and the. Uh, dictator from Costa Luna is there and he tries to kidnap Carter, but it turns out they actually had this whole thing planned and Carter's dad was in the helicopter and wow! It, it's 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 your fine. typical princess and the pauper type of, like, try, they're trying to switch at the end. It doesn't work. They wear masks so that no one can see the difference between them. I wish she was a princess and the pauper. I wish it was more of that. Like, I wish it was more of they, like, had to switch places. Yeah, well, it, they yeah, only don't. Like, the very end when they, like, switched is the only real hint we got at that. Also, she's supposed to be from a Spanish-speaking country, and her Spanish sounds bad. Yeah. And she doesn't have any sort of accent. Like, her mom has an accent, but she... Everyone else has an accent. And they don't talk about it. Yeah. It's messy. Maybe she was trained to not have an accent so that when she had to go to this princess protection program, maybe someday she could fit in with the locals. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's messy. It's messy plot. Yeah. Anyway. It's, like, the the performances are fine. Like, acting-wise, it's fine. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I'm going to read the Google blurb as a Please bonus. Please do. Google blurb says, 
When her kingdom is threatened, a young princess is taken into the Princess Protection Program. She is relocated to rural Wisconsin, where she stays with a covert agent and his daughter and must learn how to behave like a normal teenager. Normal, 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 normal. Can only be normal. Um, I want to start with the moral, because I think it's very obvious what the moral is. I'll go for it. I didn't even write down anything this time. Well, I wrote down two things, but I didn't write down any quotes. I usually do. Oh, wow. There weren't really any, like, like, morally quotes. No. But the moral of this movie is, don't judge a book by its cover. Which I'm pretty sure, have we had that one? Cowbells. Okay. But but we could change it. We could do, don't judge a princess by her crown. Oh, I like that. Yeah, let's do something like that. (laughs) Because, I mean... Rosie judges Carter for being a quote-unquote tomboy, and Carter judges Rosie for being a princess, and then you learn blah, blah, blah. And then also there's the kid who plays Zach from uh, Sky High who likes Carter. That never comes to fruition, does it? Mm, No. Like, he never confesses to her, right? I don't think so. No! I'm mad now! That was a whole build-up where Rosie's like, he likes up, you. Yeah. Like, how he looks at you. And it's like, oh, now I'm bummed. Because I like that guy. He was also in Minutemen. Yeah. Minutemen, we love you. And then we had that really obnoxious guy that Carter had a crush on the whole time. Even so though he treated mean. her like crap the whole time. I'm like, why? Why is this guy so always mean. in movies? Uh, I don't even know if I have any other quotes, like, in my head. Uh, don't be afraid to get a little dirty. Uh, you had know. one at the beginning. Monarchies are bad. Oh, monarchies are bad. I couldn't remember what that is. I was like, you know, down with the monarchy, up with democracy. But then it's not really what happens because yeah. the dictator guy is like, yeah, yeah, anarchy. And I'm like, yeah, but anarchy is not that bad either. Yeah. Um, I just wrote out, anyone could be a princess. Anyone can cook. That's also, oh, that's also good. I think that's the I think that's the accidental true moral though. Yeah. Because that's the moral. Uh, there's also like don't don't be don't be. Don't. I can't what, say the what? word. I, I did can't not say the word. But don't be don't be a big old meanie pants girl. Because oh. Chelsea Chelsea is dog. like insufferably bad. She's so bad. She's like the girl from Radio Rebel. Yeah. She's so so unlikable. So bad. So unlikable and, like, so unrealistically mean. Yeah. Like, the other thing about girls who are, like, that unrealistically mean is that the popular guys were not friends with them. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't just see those girls and go... Also, those girls weren't popular. Right. Like, I don't understand no this to be friends trope. With them. Yeah. It's not... Uh, they had, like, two anyway. close friends and they were all mean together and then no one else liked them. Yeah. Okay, you want to know what I was expecting for this movie and I'm really glad it didn't happen? I thought that Carter's dad and Rosie's mom were going to, like, get together. Yeah. I'm glad that didn't happen. That could have been a very obvious thing that they threw in there. I thought thought you were going to say, I thought Carter's dad and Rosie were going to get together. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. Like, the way... The way they wrote Rosie, like, only feeling comfortable around Carter's dad was kind of creepy and then her like cooking his meals and him being like oh my gosh i haven't had a home-cooked meal in so long this is amazing and just like their little scene yeah. there was kind of weird it was weird i didn't like it 
and then like but uh, I don't think this did Don't Judge a Book Fights cover as well as Cowbells no I gave that an 8.5 yeah I gave that really high I don't think this did it nearly as well I'm thinking maybe at like a 7.5 like it did fine so high I was thinking like a 6 6.5 oh I have a 6.5 I gotta compare because my problem is that Oh, I have Teamwork Makes a Dreamwork from Double Team did a 625. That sounds pretty good. I just... Their, like, turnaround moment kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I just felt like they were all of a sudden like, we're friends now. Yeah, that's true. To be honest, I don't really remember when it happened or how it happened. Because it's been a while since we watched this movie. Um, yeah, I'm, I think a six two five is fine. I have a, I have quite a few six fives, and I don't want to have one more, so I'm gonna do six two five, and I don't care. I'm trying to see what I have around a seven seven five. Seven seven five seven five seven seven five. Um, thirteenth year I have it a seven. Except your destiny. Oh, cute ears. Thanks, they're on my floor. <laughs> now I wish I had ears. I have, I mean, I have these and I have my lollipop ears, so if you come, you can oh, I'll still bring. I have ears, just not in my closet with me. I'll bring my donut ears. I should know if you wanted to save the space in your closet, or your closet, your suitcase. No, I, you know what? I filled half my suitcase with your yarn, and I still have the other half <laughs> for clothes, and I think I'll be able to make it work. <laughs> I'm like, you know, screw it, I'm just going to pack the yarn. <laughs> amazing, truly amazing. Oh my gosh, okay, I need to... Okay, High School Musical, I also have it a 7. Break the mold. You know what, I'm going to do that, 7. That's fine. That's fine. How about that test of time, baby? It did better than Camp Rock I was just going to say, it wasn't as obviously a lot. <laughs> Even just but looking at the picture, though, Carter's shirt is very much 2009. Oh, and Chelsea's like homecoming dress, where it's like that like poofy bottom, yes. like strapless. Oh, so all right, bad. Camp Rock. I have it a four two five. I have Maybe a, I five, a four. Like, right in the middle for this. What do I have at a five? I feel like it's better than. Oh, I have Phantom of the Megaplex at a five five. I feel like that's not super egregious, but you can still very still very much tell when it's from, and that had all the bad effects. Yeah. Oh, I have Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure to 5-5. Five, five. Yeah, I'm feeling a 5-5. 5-5. Oh, yeah. Five, five, I, five, I have five. Sharpay at a 5. Well, fancy so, that. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just stick with a 5. My first instinct. Woo! Yeah, Ooh. High School Musical is at a 6, and I feel like that did a better job. So, 5 for this one. Woo! Oh, personal grade. Let's see. It's fine. Camp Rock, I gave a C plus. Uh, what would I watch? Would it... I watch Camp Rock or this first? I think I'd watch this first. I think I would watch this first, but I would I wouldn't watch Camp Rock two first, and or I would watch Camp Rock, Rock two yeah, first. Yeah, so I would watch. I think it's like I don't remember what I gave Camp Rock. I think two. I gave it the, a, a B minus of some sort. Yeah. What's the B minus range? Maybe I'll. I think I gave it a sixty. I feel like I gave it a nice solid number. 
probably. I feel like I still want to give this a C plus. I think I want to give this like a, a just the highest C plus. Like I feel giving it a fifty eight is fine. Oh yeah, because I gave Camp Rock a, a low a low C plus. I gave it like all right at the top. Why oh, I don't know. I don't know what to do now. Maybe I will give this one a high C plus then because I have a lot of wiggle room in my C plus range. Okay, let me see what else I have. I just don't. I don't feel like this C. is a B range movie. Like I just, when I think about it, like I just don't. Yeah, that, I just that's I'm true. feeling that's... a C plus. Okay, like, I'm really feeling it. Fifty eight. Let me scroll. I have to do so much reorg of my. <laughs> Great. Anyway, I'm just making a mess. Making a moose in the kitchen. That's for Ian. Because Ethan's making he's a moose got in an the apron. Kitchen? He's got an apron that says making a moose in the kitchen. Oh, that's cute. Now he's an apron that's got tiki birds all over it because it's very cute. I want that. I'm going to buy so much merch. I'm going to have half a suitcase for merch <laughs> when I come Probably, back. Probably because I have so much yarn, yeah. Okay, I have double teamed at a 58. Do you like this better than double teamed? I feel like I'm on like the same level as double teamed with this one. 58. 58. 58. 58. Club. Same Z, same Z, same Z, same Z. 58. 58. This is even more funny with the ears on your head while you're flopping your head around. I love those ears. Those are perfect for you. For our listeners, they are, they're Mickey. They're Mickey bar ears, and there's a bite taken out of one there's of them. There's a bite taken out of them. The problem I have with Mickey ears they tilt forward. is, first of all, my head is my head is the wrong shape. Oh, mine's shape. the wrong shape. Do they, like, tilt forward and then look super awkward? No, you, they look fine on you. My other problem is that there's a bone where my glasses hit. Aha. That uh, these also hit. And it hurts, and I don't like it. And I get headaches, and I don't like headaches. Yeah, you don't, I love headaches, too. <laughs> Cause I, if I, when I, when I'm cleaning, I like, str- I like kind of like tense my head for some reason. And so if I'm wearing my glasses, I get a headache and I don't like that. Cause I like to wear my glasses because it's easier than sticking my finger in my eye. Oh, yeah. I don't think I could ever get used to sticking my finger in my eye. It's really not that bad. It's, I'm so used to it now, but, um, yeah, I'm going to take these off my head now cause I'm going to get a headache. Ouch. Um, but... Yeah, this movie was fine. Yeah. Nothing too Feel thrilling. Fine. Nothing terrible. It just was. Nothing too thrilling. There's a, you know, your typical makeover montage. Makeover. A, oh, God. Drama it was typical. It was so bad. <laughs> uh, um, what else was there? I don't know. I didn't really write anything else besides rural Wisconsin. A lie. Rural. I'm watching you fix. What do we got coming up? Let it shine. I'm so excited to watch How to Build a Better Boy, and I really hope it's as bad as we think it's going to be. Yeah, so Let It Shine is next. Then How to Build a Better Boy. Then Bad Hair Day. Then Lemonade Mouth. Some of you sleuths out there may see that Lemonade Mouth is out of order. That's because we are trying to record it with uh, Sarah's younger sister, Gina, and Sarah's going to be traveling, 
So, and we're going to be trying to record a bunch of them while she's out here. Uh, there's no way she'd be able to record because she doesn't have... Well, she could come to my apartment and figure it out, but she wouldn't know what she's... Anyway, it's very confusing. She's um, in college. Yeah. She's got a tough schedule. She's got stuff to do. Uh, so Lemonade Mouth is just getting pushed. And uh, if it needs to get pushed another year, then we'll do it and make Gina sad. But I also just want to watch this, so we. I want to watch it too. No, I really want to watch it. Yeah, I hope it works out. But yeah, our next episode, you guys will hear us coming from the same recording studio in Kira's closet, maybe or wherever you record with two people. My closet. Um, we could probably record with two people. Um, I'm fine with huddling into the closet. Yeah, it's really not that bad. Uh, cool. The decom mission for this week is to, uh, uh, uh that's a good question. Uh, uh. <laughs> wow, usually it's not this tricky to think of one that relates to the movie. Have some soft serve ice cream. There's a scene where she's like, she's, oh, that's she, true. Rosie got a part-time job at an ice cream place and she sucks at it and there's a bunch of soft serve. Eat some soft serve. Soft serve's delicious. We can do that because at Disney, at the Cozy Cone number two, there's ice cream cone one. Uh-huh. That has soft serve and it's really good soft serve. And I'm sorry, everyone. I'm really tired. <laughs> the last few days at work, I have been doing nothing but crunching numbers and that is not we, what I want to do. We love Kira's tired babble. It's great. <laughs> I am not. That's I am the not you, When you're tired, you like say fun things, and when I'm tired, I just sit here like, eh, I, I got nothing. It's because I am running. Like I am the definition of when I'm on, when I'm tired. When I'm on tired, uh, I I'm running on fumes. Like I just like I just put myself into like battery saving, like energy saving, low battery mode, and I just kind of just like, oh, my brain, it's just like, okay, we're just going to use this tiny little section over here, and this is, all right, we're talking about ice cream, ice cream, self-serve, ice cream, we love self-serve, like, that's, that's it. it. (laughs) I want self-serve now, I already ate dessert, I ate a cupcake and ice cream. I don't know, do I, I might have soft serve i may not because i don't want to be uncomfortable at disney but we'll we'll see what i'm feeling no, i don't think they have vegan soft serve no, i'm just i might just not have soft they serve have... which is really really so, sad no but there is if you really want to go for it there is yogurt land out here has oat milk frozen yogurt oh, oh i've never tried that i've tried it's uh, pretty good i think ben and jerry's does almond or they, they probably do. do both at this point but i know i've tried their almond you're coming to to vegan land, baby. Yay, Welcome to I'm Las leaving Fairyland and going to vegan land. Yay, vegan Woo-hoo. land. Everything out potato here is a vegetarian land, menu. Land. We got so many vegan burgers for you. We got your Impossibles. We got your Beyonds. We got your res- restaurants that have strictly no meats. We got your restaurants that are strictly all meats. We have your restaurants uh, that there. have all the meats. Arby's. Hey, whoa, that's advertising. We don't do oh, that you yet. Didn't know this episode no, is sponsored by Arby's. They have I the wish. <laughs> Give me your mocha shakes for life, Arby's, please. 
Please give me Jamocha shakes for life. Jamocha shake. You know, you don't even have to give me the curly fries. I love your curly fries. They're the best curly fries on the planet. Jamocha shakes. I could, if I had to choose one shake for the rest of my life, it would be the Jamocha shake. The Jamocha shake is a perfect blend of flavors. It's chocolatey, but not too chocolatey. It's coffee, but not too coffee. It's a, it's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. And we used to have an Arby's around the corner from my house. And my dad would surprise me with the Jamocha shake sometimes after he would come home from work. And it would be the best surprise ever. And it was great because it was when I was in high school and I had the metabolism of a king and I would be able to lose weight and I wouldn't gain weight and so I wouldn't get fat and I would have, and I was dancing so I was also just burning calories all the time and so I'd have these smoke sticks and it was guiltless and it was amazing and I want to go back to that time and I can't because I'm an adult and I'm almost 30. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's just, my salary. That so interesting. Anyway, uh, your mission for this week can also be to go get a get a shake, shake from Arby's. If you are, if you, if you are a vegan or you are lactose intolerant, this is not the episode for you. And I'm sorry if you if 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 if. Uh, but wait, if, if you're you lactose intolerant, cream, do you think it's still worth it? Is it that? The Jamoka is it shake, that good that the Jamoka shake is worth. The Jamoka shake is worth anyone's pain. The Jamoka shake, Jamoka shake is the it most amazing thing. It may not be worth thing. your morals if you're vegan, but Sarah, if, if we are gonna find an army, actually we don't have to look that far for an army. There's an army near my my sister's house. We're going. I'm going to Jamoka shake. I'm gonna Jamoka shake so long. And the curly fries. Jack in the Box says curly fries, and they are not as good. They're bad. I don't like them. Jack in the Box, you should be ashamed of yourself. You know that they're just a flat rip. Also, Jack in the Box, your workers are striking. I stand with them. Go, Jack in the Box workers. Woo! Ah, uh, you hear that, Arby's? We're putting down the competition. See, we're such great. Yeah. Aren't you glad you're a sponsor? Yeah. Please sponsor us. I love money. I do love money. Money, 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 money. All right, we're it's gonna, not even late. Uh, we're going to cut Kira off. <laughs> so we will talk to you guys in the next episode. See you for Let It Shine. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm so tired.